Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. This week, I am changing it up a little bit because why not? This is what we're doing. And I have a question from Scarlett, and I'm going to let Scarlett ask her own question. Hi, Jessica. Um, My name is Scarlett, and I love your podcast, and I love everything that you write and everything that you say. It always resonates um, very deeply with me, and um, I wanted to ask a question about um, motivation, and there are times where I get really motivated, and I do so much, and I, like, show up for myself, and there are other moments where I'm just, like, laying on my couch, not wanting to move, not wanting to um, do any of the things that I have a lot of passion and love for. So I wanted to know, I don't know how you could answer this or, or if that's possible, like, why can't I get motivated or what, what are, what stops me from being motivated um, or like continue to stay motivated? Um, my birthday is April 10th, 1991. I was born at 5.45 a.m. and I was born in Colombia, Pereira. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you do. Thank you so much, Scarlett, for that question. It is awesome. And before I get to answering it, I'm just going to say, if you guys want to send me a voice memo so that you two can be on the podcast, you can do that by emailing me an attachment at ghostofapodcast at gmail.com. Okay, Scarlett, I'm really excited by your question. And I'm excited by your question because it's It it hits on so many universal things. And the first one is productivity, right? Because you're not really saying in your question that you're not getting things done. You're not saying in your question that you're ineffective in your life or there's some sort of meaningful repercussion for feeling exhausted. You're more talking about you you know that you're passionate, you know that you have drive and you have interests, and you can't quite figure out why your actions aren't always in pursuit of those interests. And I will say, uh, my little astrologer's brain is just screaming at me. It sounds like you have in your birth chart something called aspects from Neptune to an important planet. And I'm going to check out your chart in a minute. But before I do that, let me say this. Productivity is what we all focus on, right? What are you doing? What do you do for a living? What did you do today? Like there's all this emphasis on, you know, you're 28. What have you, what have you accomplished by now? Oh, you're 40. What are you doing with your life? Right. And what I want to say about that is, you know, that's important. I think that accomplishment, material accomplishment is a big part of being a person. And for some people, material accomplishment is, you know, really about industry. For some people, it's about writing a certain amount of words or walking a certain amount of steps. But the thing about material accomplishment is that it is only one little part of what we are meant to do here as humans, also as creative people or creators. Because Some people are like straight up creatives, right? It's like, I'm a designer or I'm an artist or whatever, but we are all co-creators of our lives. We are creating our own sense of reality and we are creating the life that we live with the people around us, with our own inspiration, our own nature, and with our circumstances, which are often really out of control or out of our control. And so I want to say that the process of creation 
is not a straight line. Wouldn't it be cool if it was a straight line? But it is not a straight line. It requires responsiveness that takes you in directions you weren't anticipating. And for many, many people, what that looks like is inactivity. What that looks like is fatigue or distraction or any number of things. The the path forward is not a straight line and you are not intended to march. And I say that while I also could say to you and think it's equally true that there is a time and a place for marching forward and just, you know, sucking it up and getting it done. But that has to do with both circumstance and nature. What I would encourage you to do, Scarlett, is to really consider separate from your situation, separate from maybe feeling uh, kind of shitty about like, oh, you know, I was on my couch all weekend and I thought I was going to do all this stuff, separate from, from all the immediate stuff, to really take a moment and get a hawk's eye view of your life and look at how much reflection, how much unplugging and staring at a blank wall <laughs> do you need in general in order to be really fertile and dynamic in your life? How much sleep do you need? You know, to really ask yourself, looking not based on what you think you should be, but based on you're an adult, you have some years behind you, based on your experiences, your most fertile, dynamic things that you've done in your life, the most open you've been, the healthiest you've been. Where were you at in those times? What was happening? Were you running on empty or had you actually given yourself permission to enjoy? the couch because couches are comfy for a reason. I don't think that there's anything wrong with unplugging from ambition. In fact, I think that unplugging from ambition is an essential part of refueling our creativity. It really is. And again, this is a little bit individual and it's also universal. It's both. Life is complicated. So look at those things and gather a sense of what are your personal patterns, not what is quote right or wrong, but what is right for you? What is most generative for you? And ask yourself if you can give yourself permission to follow through with your own patterns, with what's most fertile for you so that you don't overindulge checking out on the couch, but also when you're splayed out on the couch, you actually get to enjoy it. You know, if you're going to eat the cake, enjoy the damn cake. If you're going to eat the cake, savor every bite. There's no point in eating cake and being like, oh my God, I shouldn't eat cake. Cake is bad. No, no, no. If you're going to eat the cake, enjoy it. Be present for it because a gift is only a gift if you're willing and able to receive it. And what I'm kind of hearing is that you're so down on yourself about the ways in which you recuperate or check out that you're not getting the full benefit of it. And so this brings me to your birth chart. And indeed, when I pulled it up, yes, I see you have a hard aspect. So you have uh, Neptune in Capricorn as, as everybody born in the year that you were born does. And it is square to your rising, to your ascendant, and to your sun. And in English, what this means is many, many things, including but not limited to. <laughs> you do need to stare at a blank wall every day for a period of time in order to recharge your battery. Think of yourself, in fact, as a rechargeable battery, something that you need to plug in and just leave, leave at the wall where you're not like walking around with it. So you can still access it, you know, but, but you're not like super mobile. For you, 
recharging is about disconnecting from other people and their feelings and needs. It's about disconnecting from industry, from doing something, getting something done. But it's also about finding your body. It's about breathing. So if what you're doing on the couch is watching, you know, 24 hours of TV, okay, that's not awesome. It's, I've heard of worse things, but it's not awesome. What you want to be able to do is give yourself permission to totally disassociate, be a little escapist and actually enjoy it and figure out where is the line between this is healthy and generative for me. And I'm just like, disassociated in a way that actually doesn't serve me. Neptune can kind of get lost in drugs or in media. It gets lost in um, basically escapist things. Games are another big one that people with Neptune stuff tend to really resonate with. And so my advice to you is once that's completed, stay on the couch. You are allowed to stay on the couch. That might mean listening to podcasts or, you know, watching something that is truly inspiring for you. Not so that you can guilt yourself into why am I not doing it or why is that person ahead of me, but instead to just fill you up with positive, inspiring content. Maybe write in a journal. Maybe you're going to learn how to read tarot or you're going to start, I don't know, making rugs. I think making rugs is cool. I can't do it, but it's one of my weird fantasies is that one day I'm going to learn how to latch hook a rug or something. I don't know. Maybe you're going to do some sort of creative artistic thing. The point is to do something for the joy of doing it, to explore ideas, not because you want to get to a destination. I'm not encouraging you to like learn how to code in that moment. I'm encouraging you to explore ideas, explore concepts, and explore ultimately yourself. And to know that that is part of your creative process. In order to access and activate from a place of passion, you need to step back. And that's actually really healthy and appropriate for you. So experiment. And I would encourage you to set a time limit on this. Experiment with this for a month or for three months. Create a finite period of time where you experiment with approaching your couch time with a totally different mindset, that this is healthy and appropriate for you, that you're experimenting with how long you can do certain things on the couch or not do other things on the couch, but not limiting or judging the couch time and see if it ends up being more fertile for you. See how it changes your life. And if it doesn't change your life, no harm, no foul, go back to <laughs> being mystified by why you do it and criticizing yourself and then find another answer in a different way. Life is really an experimentation. And we are not meant to have the answers, certainly not in our 20s. We are meant to journey towards self-knowing. And we are meant to journey towards experimenting with how to be in the world and how to be in ourselves. And through that journey and through that experimentation, we get to learn what does and doesn't work. And fun fact, once you really learn what works, uh, yeah, it doesn't take long before the universe is like, and now you're older or, and now your circumstances have changed. And so then you have to like relearn and adjust. The thing about being a person is that it is a constant journey. It is, it requires flexibility and adjustment and a willingness to accept yourself and not carte blanche, do whatever the hell. No, but to accept where you're starting from and to collaborate between your nature and your intention, your goal and where you're starting from, your energy level, your resources. It's easy to want something, but it's important to want the right thing. I know this might sound like a total departure, but when I was a kid, I, and I should say, 
I have really curly hair. I have really curly hair and I have dark hair. And when I was a kid, I used to go to my mom and I'd be like, hey, I need this haircut. And I would only ever show her blonde, straight, stick straight, blunt cuts. And she'd be like, I can't give that to you. And I thought, man, she didn't like me. She was fighting me. This was like, she was my basic enemy, number one. I couldn't understand why she wouldn't give me what I wanted. And it was because it was literally impossible. I wasn't accepting where what I look like and what I was. And I was focusing on girls who had things I would never have that were something I was not. And that level of disconnect, that level of not accepting the self, I think most of us can identify with. And, you know, we could talk about this around looks, but in the context of your energy level, how you engage with goals or passions, this is just as real. Don't compare yourself to somebody who's like made of fire and all they want to do is go, 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 go. If you yourself are only like that part of the time, compare yourself only to you only to you. Because in life, regardless of how competitive you are, it is really about your personal bests. When we get too caught up in what other people are or aren't doing, when we compare ourselves to others, we lose. We lose. No matter whether or not you win on the surface, the only way to truly win is to bring all parts of yourself along for the journey. And so this means not criticizing yourself for what you are, but instead being like, oh, wow, this is not how I want to be. Okay. Okay. So how can I start to change it? Is what I want to be actually who I am? Like, is this in my nature? And if it's not, how can I adjust my goals to better meet my purpose? Right? So I hope this has been helpful, Scarlett. I really appreciate your question. Thank you so much for calling in and stick around for your horoscope. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast Astrology Corner. Um, I'm so happy you're back with me here. And I want to talk about a little something called the Outer Planets. I want to talk about it for a hot minute before I give you your horoscope. And if you follow my work, you know that I am obsessed with the slower moving planets in astrology, especially Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. I really believe that in individual birth charts, when we have hits from the outer planets to the inner planets, so aspects between those two planets in our birth charts, that's where we have our biggest issues. And when I say issues, I don't necessarily mean bad issues. I just mean our deepest issues. And so often our greatest strengths, our strongest compulsions, our deepest and darkest blind spots, those are all articulated by the outer planets. What's even more fascinating potentially to you is that these outer planets also define and articulate or reflect, however you want to think of astrology, um, the generations that we're living in or the generations before us or the ones that are yet to come. They are generational planets. What I think is really fascinating about that in this particular moment is we have Saturn and Pluto both in Capricorn, this heavy reality-based sort of energy. And it's very action consequence oriented stuff. Uranus is in Taurus, another earth sign. It is really about what we value, who we value, how we express and experience that value. It's very, very real life stuff. And we also have idealistic and dreamy Neptune in the sign of Pisces. So it's its natural placement 
It's a very strong placement. And Neptune moves so slowly that this is actually an incredibly big deal. And at this time in human history, and I, I, I'm not going to say that this is like a crazy time in human history, although I totally think it is, but I think most times are really crazy in human history. So this is our time. What I'm trying to get at here is Neptune in Pisces. Neptune in Pisces is covering an expanse of time in which we are voting for who should win on game shows or we are voting on like social media posts where like we're just like blowing our opinions into the wind about stars and what they said or did and all that kind of stuff but we're not necessarily getting to the polls to vote in our system. We have so many distractions. We have more distractions now than we've ever had. And Neptune is glamour and and media and distractions. It is a planet that governs disassociation and escapism. It's also the planet that governs idealism, empathy, spirituality, and, and not theoretical spirituality, but heartfelt spirituality. And so in this period, we as a society, we as a people are really being called to look at what we are putting our energy into and is it proportionate to what we care about? This is a period where I have always had a concern when I saw Neptune coming for Pisces that we would really, as a people, check out, that we would disassociate from negative or difficult emotions or negative or difficult um, conditions because there's so many ways to do that. There's, you know, drugs to do that with. There's media to do that with. I mean, the thing about algorithms, right? Like on social media and everything is that they feed you more of what you want to see. They feed you more of the same. And so we might not even be aware that we're doing it, right? We might not even be aware that we are only getting one perspective and that we're not being challenged to expand our view of the world. And this expanded view supports us in having greater empathy. And empathy is a hugely important thing for all of us to have. You know, I say all of this because I really, really mean it. I say all of this because it's really relevant to what's happening astrologically. And I say all of this because I want to give you a PSA and I want to encourage you all to vote in political elections. I want to encourage you all to be actively involved in the things that directly affect you and the most, the most vulnerable amongst us. And uh, I, I want to encourage you to do this because the astrology implores you to do it. I want to encourage you to do it because I, I personally think that that's the way to go. Whether or not the system is broken, and it is for sure invariably super freaking broken. Yeah, totally. Um, it is totally broken system. However, whinging about it, and I say whinging because I may not be Australian, but that is my favorite wor word in the whole entire world. If you don't know what it means, look it up, whinging. Whinging is the best word in the world. Anyways, instead of whinging about what is or isn't working in the world or what or who is not doing enough for which people or whatever it is, participate. Participate. The outer planets in earth signs want us to do things IRL adulting style. And Neptune in Pisces wants us to expand our sense of empathy and to work to protect the environment, to work to protect the most vulnerable amongst us. Whatever your uh, ideals are, you get to promote them. Now, maybe you won't get your needs met. Maybe your vote won't go in the direction you want it to go. That's, that's life. I'm not promising you sunshine and rainbows. No, sir, I am not. 
However, I think it's really important that we participate so that if things go sideways on us, we know we tried. And you can apply this to your personal life, my friends. You can apply this to your personal life. Be the change you want to see in the world. Be the change you want to see in your life. Now, that's my little <laughs> my little cheerleader uh, astrology chat. And now to your horoscope. This horoscope covers the dates of September 16th through the 22nd of 2018. And man, does it start off with a bang. On the 16th, you know, and I covered this in last week's episode, we have this really lovely Mercury sextile to Jupiter. It's just, it's a great time for seeking understanding and connecting with others. It's a lovely transit. And if you're really trying to figure something out or um, connect with other people, this will just be like, the wind beneath your wings. And if you're not doing much, then it'll just be kind of a chill day. The thing about positive transits is you have to activate them. You have to use them. Otherwise, it just feels chill. The hard transits, you don't have to do shit. It feels terrible, which brings us to the 18th or around the 18th. So when I give you these dates, there's, you know, I'll give you the date that it's exact, but you'll feel it on either side, a day or two on either side of the transit. So on the 18th, we have a Mars square to Uranus. This transit has the potential to be pretty explosive. Mars is the planet of the ego. It is our ambition and anger and irritation. And Uranus is impulsive and spontaneous and loathes compromise and loves innovation. So when these two planets form a square, which is a 90 degree angle, which is generally kind of a, a challenging transit or aspect, what we have the danger of is impulsive conduct that does not serve your best interests. So you want to watch out for irritation, agitation, being quick to react to things, quick to jump to conclusions. This transit is kind of difficult because it makes it so that it, you're chafing against restrictions. Authority figures feel like they're trying to harm you or limit you, which may or may not actually be true. This can be a time of great growth and development where you start to really see that the limitations you've accepted in your life or the limitations you're identified with are actually not necessary for you. Or <laughs> you may just fuck it up. You may just put yourself in a position where you act out and it costs you more than you want to pay. So this is a great day, or these are a great couple few days for you to put into practice whatever it is that you know is best for you to do to stay calm within yourself, because this is not a calm energy. And so when we cultivate self-care tools, you know, it's great to have lots of tools in our toolkit. That's fantastic. But the magic actually happens when you use them. So remember to use them. Posi vibes only is not a real thing. Life is not posi only. It's not positive all the time. It's just not. Having inner peace is not about only having positive thoughts or happy thoughts or happy feelings. It's about being able to tolerate your own anger, your own irritation, all those kinds of feelings without acting on them in a way that is destructive to your life or to the people around you. It's about making creative choices within difficult circumstances, right? That's actually where peace comes from, is being able to kind of find that sweet spot. So seek it. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to not be irritated. You're likely to be irritated. And if you're having a hard time with irritation, listen to last week's episode, episode nine, because I do talk about that quite a bit. This is a time where you just want to make sure 
that you are staying as centered in your own body and in your best interests as possible. So remember to breathe, my friends. Remember to breathe. Okay. On the 21st, we have a sun conjunction to Mercury. And this is in the final stages of Virgo, the final degrees rather of Virgo. And this is a great time for figuring things out. It's not a great time for concentration and focus because Mercury is just like interested in all the things. And so you may have, depending on your nature, a a really a little bit of a scattered time around this day. But here's the great thing is because it's in the final degree of Virgo, you may come to some great insight about yourself or the world around you. Now, when the sun and Mercury meet, we tend to see things from our own perspective and think we're being objective when in fact, we're being deeply subjective. So you want to watch out for that and make sure that you're actually practicing empathy and practicing seeing things from multiple angles and not just multiple of your own angles. But this, because it's the final degree of Virgo, especially what you're going to be able to do is really figure some things out. So pay attention to insights or connections you make internally or with others around the state, because they are likely to be really fertile and really useful to you. Anyhow, that's your horoscope, my friends and loves. That is it for you. If you like what you're hearing, please share my podcast with people who you think would like it too. Please rate it and subscribe. That's awesome. Uh, You know, support the podcast. That's a fun thing to do. I hope that you spread kindness to people around you, to strangers, to people who look like they're having a rough day, to nice people, to people who are really nice to you. You know, spreading kindness doesn't cost you much. Really doesn't. I really am so grateful for the kindness that you spread my way. I am grateful that I have this this little platform to spread it your way. And hopefully we'll keep on paying it forward as it were. I'll see you next week. Bye. Every year they say the end is near.